0: Hey, you busy. Mm -mm. Okay, let me run something past you real quick. I am starting to get a new brand new revelation. So it appears that the more that you walk in wisdom, not the older you get, not the more experiences you get, because we all have examples of those people who debunk the following statement. But The more that you grow in wisdom, the more revelation that you receive, the more that you will see that we have made God such a complexity, which then yields our lives feeling complexed and frustrated and irritated. And sometimes just this one big puzzle piece that we never ever are going to find the answer to until we get to glory by and by. I feel as if I am literally having a domestics moment where the closer that I'm getting to God, the more that I am communing with him, the more that I'm actually praying in alignment, the more that I'm just wanting to be used for his purpose in my purpose in this thing called earth in life. The more that I see that, the more that he's starting to shift my mindset and my perspective on some things that I didn't even know that I had wrong thinking in. I didn't even know that my thinking was altered from what his initial default plan was. And I literally feel like I'm having a rebirth. I'm like, oh my gosh. So the last couple of conversations, I said something and it got my attention and Holy Spirit was literally telling me, you know, people do things in certain circumstances in their past because that's what they had to develop in order to cope. So that was a coping mechanism that they turned into a characteristic in their future because a person wasn't always like that. They had to be that in order to be able to survive for their environment. And then once they got out of that environment, why did you still take on that coping mechanism? But now instead of it being something that you do to cope, it's a part of your characteristic and now other people around you who choose to get close to you got to cope with that part of you. Yeah, you wasn't always the one that was arguing to the point of throwing things. <laughs> you wasn't always the one that was shutting down when something got too much. You wasn't always the one that you see when I, like there were certain things that you had to do to cope with that. And then you went somewhere else and now people got to cope with that part of you. And so as I'm seeing certain things and perspectives are being changed up and I'm like, oh my goodness, God was showing me literally the mirror of me. He showed me that I have made an idol of certain things. And I didn't even know that I was doing that. So what got my attention initially was that he was trying to get me, I, I felt uncomfortable with this commonality that's going on in our culture of grinding and hustling grinding you gotta get, have a grind you gotta hustle you gotta get up at three o'clock in the morning two o'clock in the morning and you gotta have be a part of the 5 a.m club and you gotta be and I think that essentially what the world is trying to say is yo you need to have a plan you need to stick to your plan and you need to be consistent in your plan that's essentially what the world is saying but instead of you know the world's aggressive because if it wasn't it wouldn't be earth you see what I'm saying but instead of saying that exactly what what the earth says is um, you got to do it this way. And if you're doing it any less than this way, then guess what? You are part of the le who, Lezer club, okay? You're lazy. You ain't got nothing going for yourself. You ain't never going to reach that plateau. You ain't never going to reach that milestone. You ain't ever going to reach millionaire status. And it's like, oh, so you have people who are wired to do something specified to how God knitted them in their mother's womb, trying to do things that looks like how someone else was knitted in their mother's womb. Imagine trying to contort your wiring, your purpose, your calling, your gifts to look like somebody else so that you can execute your gifts, but you got to follow their blueprint. That doesn't make any sense. And for a while that was not sitting well with me, but it did not get my attention until this particular season. It's starting to, it was starting to get my attention in a way that I'm like, yo, I think that that's wrong. So I started doing my own studying. I went ahead and looked up the first time that I've ever seen the someone had to grind to get it. And it was Adam after God cursed him. He said, you will toil from the sweat of your brow. You're going to get it before that. Yeah. That, that energy was not there. It was God placed the man here so he can work the land and da, da 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 It was real soft, like, bro, I'm giving you a job. It's going to be a job that you like. You literally, low-key, are going to be working in paradise, okay? I just need you to, you know, upkeep, make sure things is thinking you know, make sure apples is appling, and, you know, do the things. Oh, you know what? Matter of fact, it's not good for you to be alone. Let me go ahead and get you, uh, you a shorty real quick, and let me go ahead and make her, and then, okay, great. Oh, but before that, name everything, because I want everything to be perfect personalized to you. I want you to customize it. Like decorate. What you want? You want a parrot? Okay, I wouldn't have did that. But if that's how you feel led, then go ahead and do it. Your world, buddy, literally made this for you. But then once he did what he wasn't supposed to do, once he crossed the boundary that God set in place, it was like, all right, so you know what? Since you didn't like it easy, you didn't like it to flow. You didn't want to just walk in the cooling a day with me. Now here's what's gonna happen. Ma'am you finna have the worst pain (laughs) i'm talking about when it's time to give birth you gonna scream yeah it's gonna be a lot and then um you gonna always want to rule over your husband but that's not gonna work so have a nice day and then she got what she got and then when it came time to adam he was like and for you bro i can't give it to you easy anymore because you crossed the boundary and i expected more from you because i gave it to you easy because you were the first thing that i made in my image and i breathed the breath of life into your soul i put you from the soil and I gave you a soul and you took advantage of that so because you took advantage of how easy I gave it to you now you're gonna have to work and you're gonna have to toil and you're gonna have to grind and the sweat of your brow is how you're gonna get it and when I read that I was like oh so that feels like a curse because that's exactly what it feels like when you're out here trying to get it the way that you want to get it and this, down and the third, it, it, it feels exactly like that. I've never met anyone grime mode, busy mode, all the different things. And it felt like, you know what? And if I didn't have to do it this way at all, I would do it this way anyway. I've never met anyone who said that. I've never heard anyone who said that. It was always you're supposed to do this for an undetermined amount of time until you get to an undetermined place. And then you can kind of slow down. But then that means that you are doing something that can't be sustained. Because if you had to do that for 50 years, would you? Okay, so I don't want to do it for five minutes. Like if I don't have to, if that's not the only way to get that, if that's not the only way to achieve it, then I don't want to. So that was the first time that it kind of got my attention. I was like, okay, God, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of hearing you. Then I tried to actually take on some of this blueprint from somebody else's life. I was like, okay, I got to wake up at this time. I got to do, guess what? You know how long it worked for me? It didn't. Yeah, it was absolutely, uh, no, that, that that's not it either. So I was like, okay, that's starting to get my attention. Then God brought up to me, uh, do you realize that when you try to work your plan, do you see the fruit of it? I was like, yeah, sometimes it's fruitless or sometimes it's frustrating. He said, yeah, because I didn't, that's not the plan that I had. So then he brought my attention to Jeremiah 29. He's like, all right, Father, I have a plan for you. So I started putting two and two together because I've never passed all my math classes, but I'm pretty good at the basic stuff. And I'm like, God, time out. How does this work? Like real talk, how does this work? Because if I were to look over my life, it looked a lot like my determination, my tenacity, my inability to quit my willpower when I set my mind to something it can't be unset and when I put my mind to something you know I'm just I get it and when I go ahead and I put my energy and I focus into something then I get it and this and the third and I believe that at one season in my life God allowed me to meet him at that level he allowed me to experience him at that level but anything outside of that if you continue to grow in that it starts to look like idolatry idolatry I am getting myself this particular thing. I am praying the prayers that get the access code for God to bless what I'm doing. I know how to connect to people to make things pop off. I am creative enough to go ahead and know exactly what the people are going to buy and what's going to pop. I know exactly where to put my money so it can flourish. I know exactly who to date and you know what, I have all this other education and whatever. I, 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 Dollar Tree it never crossed my mind that when you lean more on yourself and then you just every now and then ask god like hey wh- where's my socks oh, okay thanks god and then you go back to dressing yourself you go back to leading yourself you go back to oh god did you get did you pick up the walmart pickup Okay. Thanks Jesus. And then you go back and thinking that you having a relationship with God because you play a -a peekaboo game in the spirit. And then you look back and you look at it. Like, I think that I'm aligned because I talked to God, you know, how I know that he's here because he picked up the Walmart thing. You know how I know I can hear from him because he told me where my socks were. And what you don't understand is that that little drip drop that you getting from God is not actually the plan that he has for you. He wants to commune with you. He wants to walk in the cool of the day with you, but you're hiding behind idolatry. He can't get to. To you because you got a plan for yourself that you're working out and what you don't understand is how you have a plan and you're not the one that knitted yourself in your mother's womb how do you have a plan for an entire life you had no part in creating how do you have a plan that can see What the future holds that can go ahead and make provisions in that you know, how stressful it is to plan for something you can't see to plan for something that you have no idea. Look how much you shifted along the way. You don't like all the same things that you've always liked. You don't talk to all the same people that you've always spoken to. You don't really, your preferences have changed your style of whatever has shifted a little bit. Look how much you have changed. Did you foresee the past changes? So how you think, how can you account for the future things? And for the first time in my life, I got G checked, like time out. Have I been a victim of idolatry thinking that I'm really doing God's will? Yes. You cannot take you, place you in a place that you think you're gonna flourish and continue to stick to your plan no matter the unctionings that you get no matter the discomforts that you feel no matter all the other ways that God is trying to translate to you this is not it but you will not move from it because you got a debt-free plan because you got a plan to be married and have kids by this age because you want a home ownership because you want that particular car and so you are willing to suffer and sacrifice for your plan not even knowing if that's going to yield what it is that you want in the first place you might as well take that same energy and apply it to God's plan for your life. If you're going to sacrifice, you might as well do it for where it counts. If you're going to be obedient to your plan, you might as well do it for the plan that was made for your life from the start. The Bible says that obedience is better than sacrifice. So here you are sacrificing at that job, sacrificing to stay in that relationship, sacrificing to keep whatever it is that you're trying to keep together. And you're not understanding that you're sacrificing outside of obedience. That's why you feel that way. And I was blown away. I'm like, time out. The Bible is real when it says, yo, my people perish for lack of knowledge. I'm wondering why the things that I'm putting my hand to aren't flourishing to the way that I see and believe in my heart. I'm wondering why the things that I'm, I'm getting a part of, I'm like, yo, I'm realizing once I get in it, oh, this is not it. I'm wondering why I have to learn through experience and why hindsight is my teacher and why I can't let it where the Holy Spirit just leads me where I'm supposed to go. I'm supposed to just lean into him for him to teach me. I'm supposed to just listen to the voice of God behind me, leading me, telling me that this is the way that you should go. I don't have to learn through agonizing pain anymore. I don't have to learn through, you know what, I made a mistake. I don't have to feel like that once I actually sign the W2 and the W4 signs and the HR forms and all of that. That I actually see, oh my gosh, the culture is toxic. I don't have to see that anymore. I don't have to waste my time. All I have to do is go to the one who created the time and say, can you show me the way in which I'm supposed to go? For your your word will be a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. I said, God, I've rebuked myself. Yo, I didn't know. I, I, I Low-key, it may have been a little bit of me, but it may have been a little bit of conforming to the world. But guess what? I, I was wondering why the last couple of days I kept hearing, don't lose your salt. Don't lose your salt. I need that to feel wrong to you. I need you to be like, ah, this ain't, I don't think I could retire from this. <laughs> I need you to be like, mm, those group of people are not really my thing I need you to be like oh I can't really listen and watch that because it makes me feel some kind of way I need you not to even yo and it's not even the obvious like oh you're watching stuff that's inappropriate blah 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 I can't listen to certain motivational speakers scream grind go get it and da, 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 da. I can't hear that because where I come from and the soil that I was made from if not careful I can go into workaholism real quick I can go into work so that flesh real quick I will grind you talk about oh grind I will add the extra alphabet in there like trust me you don't want to see I can do it and what God is trying to do is take me from the thing that I thought brought me through here I am being deceived thinking that it was because, oh, I knew which apartment to apply for and I knew which job. And you know what? I just I I, I just felt like I was supposed to go ahead and update such and such or save this amount. And then what do you know? No, no, no. You, I'm, I will never be that wise that I can foresee what God is doing. And you know what the best part of that is for me? I don't want to be. I get why the Bible says, yo, have childlike faith. Like literally just recline. God says, yo, go ahead and go brush your teeth. We're getting ready to go somewhere. Go ahead and go brush your teeth. We're getting ready to go somewhere. Cool. Go ahead and pick out your outfit. You know, make the situation. God says, yo, I need you to go over there and make friends with such and such. Go over there and make friends with such and such. Hi. Hi. My name is, what's your favorite? Go back to being the child. When God says, do it, do it. But the world said, the world created a Simon Says game. Won't you go back to like a little bit of that? But like, instead of that, uh, you know, Holy Spirit says <laughs> that you have a message. Like, like, let's just go back to that. And so he has shifted the way that I see myself in him. I said, God, I don't ever want to do anything else that don't have your thumbprint on the entire thing. If you didn't breathe life into it, I don't want to live life in that way. I do not want to be created in your image, but to live a life where I am first and not even realizing that I'm practicing idolatry, that I am reverencing things about me thinking that that's what yielded my outcome and my blessings. Thank God for my education because I blah, blah, blah. You just slapped a little bit of God onto something, but then really gave yourself the glory you know what? And I made it through, God allowed me to make it through school. But after that I got out and I hustled and I did the things and I, Oh, you gave God a look. it's like you gave God the credit. He get the, you know, real fast at the end of the movie, blah, blah, blah. But you get executive producer, CEO of all the things like you, you don't see that you are overbearing in the glory. Like you kind of, it's like you struggling to see who gets the throne. Is it parts of you or was it a part of God's plan that he put in you? And I just truly wanted to see in a practical way, Holy Spirit, show what it looks like to have things you can be proud about, to have things that you can actually say, yo, I'm not low key, like I, I, I'm i kind of dope. But to have a posture of like mm, childlike faith and I'm always going to lean on God. He told me to literally go to 2 Samuel 5. And I wanted to read this on purpose, because this is after David already did all the things with Goliath, because we already know how that story popped, like David did what needed to be done, Goliath, you know, he, he's never more, and you know, all the things. And so now David's catching some kind of like, you know, he's getting, he's getting some clout, you know, people are knowing about him and this, that, and the third. I want to start from verse... Because they captured, they did a couple of things. Like if you read your Bible, that's between you and the Lord. It's a lot going on. But I want to capture in exactly the moment that we're going ahead and just talking from. So I'm going to start at 17. So when the Philistines heard that David had been anointed king of Israel, they mobilized all their forces to capture him. But David was told they were coming. So he went into the stronghold, 18. The Philistines arrived and spread out across the valley of Rephium. 19. So David asked the Lord, Should I go out to fight the Philistines? Will you hand them over to me? The Lord replied to David, Yes, go ahead. I will certainly hand them over to you. 20. So David went to Belperazim and defeated the Philistines there. The Lord did it, David exclaimed. He burst through my enemies like a raging flood. So he named that place Baal Prism, which means the Lord who burst through. 21. The Philistines had abandoned their idols there. So David and his men compensated them. 22. But after a while, the Philistines returned again, spread out across the valley of Riphium. 23. And again, David asked the Lord what to do. Do not attack them straight on, the Lord replied. Instead, circle around behind and attack near the polar trees. 24. When you hear a sound like marching feet in the tops of the poplar trees, be on alert. That will be the signal that the Lord is moving ahead of you to strike down the Philistine army. 25. So David did what the Lord commanded and he struck down the Philistines all the way from Gibeon to Gezer. Yo. Pause. <laughs> Yo. I almost screamed in your ear. I had to. Yo. Okay. What? What? I hate to be the deacon. I hate to be the deacon in Little John, but do you see how dangerous it is to lean on your own understanding, to lean on your own logic, to lean on your past glories, to lean on, like, literally, this is the David who killed Goliath. Why you need God's input? Matter of fact, sir, you just asked them a couple of verses. I don't know the time frame, but let's just go ahead and be dramatic. Let's say this was yesterday. You just asked them yesterday, yo, should I go? And God was like, yeah. Go, I'll hand hand them over to you. So then why would you need to ask him again tomorrow, the next day, however many days after, if you already got that yes before, because David was wise to understand that just because that was your answer, then I need to make sure that I'm still in alignment with you now. Here you are asking God, should I date such and such? God says yes, but then when things look a little bit funny, you never went back for the update. You just, nope, God told me, yes, I'm going to stick it through and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, but when the variables change, you need to go back to make sure that the plan didn't. No, nope, I got in that job and I prayed for this job and this is the job that God gave me, so this is a job that I'm sticking to and you know what, God blessed it with me. But yeah, but when management starts to shift and culture starts to shift and people are starting to do some things that look like, oh, that wasn't a part of the agreement, then you need to go back to God and say, am I still in alignment? Do you still want me planted here? Because when Jesus sent the disciples out two by two, he was like, okay, so this is the plan. However, comma caveat, if someone doesn't accept you, dust your feet and then you keep it trucking. You understand? Like, yo, if you ever watched the way that God was leading people, it was changes in the matrix. It wasn't like, yo, uh, Joseph, take Mary and the boy and go that way. And then he said nothing else. It was like, oh, uh, update to the plan, recalculating. Uh, go ahead and um take the boy in that way because they trying to go ahead and off him and like, yeah, no. When the wise men came and was following the star to see that Jesus was born, they went there, saw him, gave all the gifts, was like, you know what? Happy birthday, Merry Christmas, all that. You don't know what that is yet, but that's cool. Uh, and then when they got there, God told them, Hey, uh, don't go the same way that you came. You have to have ear enough to hear if the plan updates, but you can't hear that if all you're following is idolatry, I efforts. I know what to do. I've done this before. I've been doing this for years. I've been married this long. I have a degree. I, I'm a supervisor. I'm a mother. I've I've been her friend for such and such long. And you don't realize that whenever you put I in front of God, you are practicing idolatry. And the only thing that will be the outcome is things that God didn't plan for in the first place. I love the fact that this man being a king, he got the title. He already got the experience behind him. He killed Goliath. He already know what to do. People are coming to him asking what to do. And here King David is. Representing a childlike faith, making sure that he is walking in alignment with God. Oh my goodness. I want to read it again because it's that potent. Let's start again from 17. When the Philistines heard that David had been anointed king of Israel, they mobilized all their forces to capture him. Pause. Is something right there because you need to understand, uh, there really is going to be some type of, Thing that comes against you, the king of darkness don't want you to get to the other side of your of your sh- calling He much rather you stay the shepherd and be around the sheep. And that's the stagnation of and the epitome of of what you actually achieve in life. He much rather you stay. Because there, the max that you were able to what you was fighting, just lions and tigers and bears, oh my, just to make sure that your sheep didn't get caught. Okay, cool. He's cool with that, but you about to be king. Oh no, just like the Philip things were mobilizing that's what the enemy tries to do but guess what you ain't mobilizing nothing that God can't dismantle sir so if you think we ought to be afraid <laughs> I don't know if you heard the deacon but he said I ain't never scared boy I ain't never scared like don't make me play the song sir because it will be loud okay we'll be very loud play us not okay let me get back into the spirit. Okay. When the Philistines heard that David had been anointed king of Israel, they mobilized all their forces to capture him. But David was told they were coming. So he went into the stronghold pause. Who told you could it possibly be spiritual insight that when you are aligned line with God, It don't matter what the enemy think he doing. I don't care if you thought that that weapon being uh, formed in the dark or on the other side of the earth or on the other side of the boardroom or when I wasn't at work that day or whatever you thought. I don't know why you thought where you were going ahead and forming the weapon that it wouldn't get back to me through the spirit. Oh, God's going to always give me the heads up. Like, did you not know that's how that works? Because the heads up protects God's plan. And God's plan is me. And so he's always going to protect me. Have the nicest day. And I mean that with the utmost disrespect. Okay. All right. Let's go back to it. 18. The Philistines arrived and spread out across the Valley of Rephim. 19. So David asked the Lord, come on, Jesus. Ooh, I feel that people. Be- Should I go out to fight the Philistines? Will you hand them over to me? The Lord replied to David, pause. That's the problem right there for most. You asking God, but you moving before you get your answer. Should I apply for this job? And then you applying for it already. God, should I go ahead and date such and such? And you're already kind of flirting. Like pause for the answer. Dang, like give him a minute. <laughs> you, 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 your pinky toe is it, on the line. Like give him a minute. You prayed it. You asked it. Go ahead and pause for the cause. Okay, I'm not screaming at you, just screaming to you. So the Lord replied to David, yes, go ahead. I will certainly hand them over to you. You know what, pause, God, I love you. Because this one thing, but like, mm-hmm, go ahead and go. But you like, Mm-mm. I want my babies to be confident, right? I want them to know that their daddy's working how they need to be working. I need you to know that the creator's up here creating. You understand, I'm creating ways, valleys. Let me tell you something, it's, it's without a shadow of a doubt, sir. I'm going to go ahead and throw some verbiage in that You could be like, well, that's what God said. I'm going to go ahead and and throw this. Certainly. Yes, go ahead. And that would have been enough. But God was like, "Mm -mm. I will certainly hand them over to you. Mm. Because when God confirms, he also comforts. Because when God confirms, he also comforts. Because that's the kind of God we serve. 20. So David went to Belperism. And defeated the Philistines there. The Lord did it, David exclaimed. He burst through my enemies like a raging flood. So he named that place Belparism, which means the Lord who burst through. What's the wisest thing that David ever did? did it was that he didn't say it was his efforts he didn't say I knew it and so I went ahead and I blah 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 he did not commit idolatry because he already put God there the Lord did it and I'm gonna name this after you and I'm gonna go ahead and make sure that we go ahead and create an altar right here so that everybody will know that you did this God it it had nothing to do with me 21 the Philistines had abandoned their idols there. So David and his men confiscated them. 22. But after a while, the Philistines returned and again spread out across the valley of rephim 23. And again. Come on, Holy Spirit. <laughs> and again, David asked the Lord what to do. I'm getting ready to scream. Okay. And again, yo, that's probably, that's probably the hottest part of the, the, the song. Like this, this hot 16 is on this one, right? Like this bar right here, this bar right here. And again, David asked the Lord what to do. Why are you asking? You bothering God? Why you keep asking him what to do? Like why you keep, no, 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 no. God is not a human that he should lie that he should get tired of you that he should feel bothered by you that he has better things to do that you know what you should know what to do so why you keep hitting my line he's not looking at you calling him in the spirit and going oh, hello He's not, you see how my eyes said, hello, you saw that he's not doing that to you. And that's what the enemy wants you to believe. He wants you to believe that so that you will not operate in the way that you were supposed to, because your biggest weapon in the spirit is your connection to God. Because he gives you the, yo, he gives you a perspective that just like, how did you know to do that? Cause my daddy told me, why are we whispering? I have no idea. 23. And again, David asked the Lord what to do. And what God say, do not attack them straight on. The Lord replied, instead circle around behind and attack them near the poplar trees 24, when you hear a sound like marching feet in the tops of the poplar trees, be on alert. That will be the signal that the Lord is moving ahead of you to strike down the Philistine army. 25, so David did what the Lord commanded and he struck down the Philistines all the way from Gideon together. The first time David asked, God was like, yeah, go ahead. I'm going to hand them over to you. The second time David asked, he was like, time out. Let me go ahead of you. Let me me get some licks in first. And then that will, this is a couple of things you're going to hear. And then, then you can come behind me and go ahead and finish up the light work." Okay. Sometimes you trying to go in a second time by yourself and God is like, but the army is different, but the attack has gained momentum. Cause it was one thing to go ahead and go out there and just, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go out there and just kill the Philistines real quick. It was another thing when um, the Philistines abandoned their idols. And so David and they men took it. It's like, oh, so now they come in with a different kind of heat. The Philistines is feeling some kind of way like, no, you didn't take something from them. Who are you compensating from? And they feeling some type of way. So now that the momentum has changed, you're going to need a different kind of plan from God. And so, again, David asks the Lord what to do. Do not attract, attack them straight on. Don't do what you did last time. What you did in the old season, that's not going to work in this season. You're not going to yield what you were supposed to yield in this particular victory. Instead, circle behind and attack them near the poplar trees. When you hear a sound like marching feet in the tops of the poplar trees, be on alert. Listen to all, all this is like position. Don't move. Mm-mm. Let's be strategic. Let's like, hold on. Wait a minute. Don't, don't be so hasty to go out there and you're going to go out there and, you gonna, ping, and it's <laughs> you're going to be kicked to the other side of the valley, sir. Don't do it. Like, listen, God is strategic. Don't be in haste. Let's position ourselves for the win. It's cool. You heard such and such say that about you at the job. Don't reply right now. Mm-mm. that's all called? Cool. <laughs> Everything is cool. What your family member said. Mm. Okay. That, oh, wow. Okay. The neighborhood watches on what? Oh, okay. Your best friend did what? mm Interesting. Okay. So got what to do? Shh, don't say nothing yet. No school. No, 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 no. Let everybody let everybody think they got the heads up. I know it feels like people are windmilling on you and you like, I'm supposed to turn the other cheek out. I'm running out of turnings. Like, I I get it. It, It's a lot. But it's a reason why he's doing what he's doing. Because this fight is personal. (laughs) You didn't compensate the idols, David, because you just wanted something to look good on the outside of the whatever. You just wanted to add something to the bonfire. It wasn't that you were doing that on behalf of God. So when you moving on behalf of God, God is like, hold on, <laughs> he put his arm across you like he driving old school when the mothers didn't have the seat belt and they were trying to be the seatbelt with their arm. God is like, hold on, stay right here real quick. Cause um cause who are you talking to? And that's how God is walking across to the Philistines. Like you see what I'm saying? It's like, listen, just be careful. Listen to how God is leading David. do not attack them straight on okay it's a do not when god is telling you what not to do it's in your best interest to go ahead and do not do it okay instead circle around behind and attack them near the poplar trees when you hear a sound like marching feet in the tops of the poplar trees be on alert that will be the signal that the lord is moving ahead of you to strike down the philistine army So David did what the Lord commanded and he struck down the Philistines all the way from Gibeon to Gaza. So David did what the Lord commanded. So David did what the Lord commanded. So David did what the Lord commanded and David got what God wanted to bring forth. Nothing about this verse shows me that David was a smart, inquisitive, well-versed, king the one that did the philistines if i just read this and nothing else i wouldn't know that david was king that he was anointed that he actually killed the philistines there is nothing about this particular verses in second samuel chapter 5 from 17 all the way to 25 that shows me that david is equipped to lead an army in and of himself and i love that for david I love that for me. I love that for you. I ain't gonna hold you. Why? Because the best way for you to get the victory is God leading it. The best way for you to get any victory in your life is that God has to do it. If you would just swap the I Dollar Tree for G O D, yo, the outcome is chef's kiss. Because if you can see, just like David, and in our lives, we don't know the way. We don't know the obstacles that's ahead. We don't know how fast the plan is going to change. We don't know when the attack is going to gain momentum. We don't know. And when we don't know, we place ourselves like a sitting duck in not only the spirit, but in in the tangible realm as well. So it would behoove not to practice how the world is practicing. And I wanted to go ahead and read the definition for idolatry. According to the New Oxford Dictionaries and the bishops over there, idolatry is a noun that means extreme admiration, love, or reverence for something or someone. And I think the way that we've practiced idolatry in the modern day is that we have given extreme value to our characteristics and the things that we are able to carry through. And we have made that the thing that carries us from one decision to the other. And that is idolatry because anything that is leading you, anything that you are leaning on that is actually not God, even if it's traits within yourself, that is now idolatry. And that needs to be swapped immediately because that's one of the things God said that he's a jealous God and he will have no God's place before him even if it's within you if you've made yourself your own God and the most mind-blowing thing about this is that this can be so settled that you don't even realize oh my gosh I'm doing that I believe that it's my negotiating skills that got me this oh thank you Jesus yeah I just went in there and I just blah 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 it's a little bit of Jesus and a lot of you yeah you believe that your budgeting is in in your financial wisdom and your ability to stay consistent and your ability to you know come up with something that you you got this blueprint to what works because you discovered it and what you are not discovering is that you are making yourself your own god and you are practicing modern day idolatry So my challenge to you is to look at the areas of your life, real talk, all of them, and ask yourself, am I leaning on myself, the things that I know I'm capable of doing, my skill set, my education, my, my way of communicating, whatever it is about me, am I leaning on that to produce the fruit that I currently see in my life? And if so, how can I go about changing it to a way that looks like David in this chapter where he is truly just leaning on God for every victory? He didn't assume. He wasn't like, okay, if you said yes a couple of minutes ago, it does, so yes, now. It was childlike faith that produced God-like outcomes. That is the position we want to be in. That is the position that God wants us to be in but he is not going to fight your idols even if it's you i myself dollar tree all right listen um feel like you got what you needed feel like you got what you needed i just wanted to make up a song i don't know i feel like you got what you needed you know what these conversations are right life provoking conversations conversations that not the average person's going to have with you but who your favorite home girl um ww. created the number 2 multiply.com for all the things uh patreon strive the letter n inspire s t r i v e the letter n inspire um the youtubes created to multiply on youtube all the things uh because who's leaning on themselves to try to figure it out <clears throat> won't be her won't be me won't be she but you have websites and patreons and youtubes to get to so i'm gonna go ahead and let you let me go mm-hmm. but we'll talk later because i have your number and it's saved on speed out yes it is okay we'll talk later okay later